Hello, friends. Today, you will get to listen in on a session that David and I did in Bessemer, Alabama. Stay tuned. Hi, friends. This is Bethany Jennings, and you're listening to We Should Talk. It's a podcast where we talk about anything and everything to encourage, equip, and empower you to be a decent human. Let's talk. So, as mentioned in our opening statements, today you guys are going to get to listen in on a session David and I did at uh, a conference called Dominion Youth Conference in Bessemer, Alabama. Um, We were with um, Carrie and Tori Jones and their youth group and uh, the sanctuary of um, there in Bessemer, Alabama. It was a wild time. We got to be with some friends, uh, like Donnie Bright, and we got to be with Reverend Keith. But we also got to be um, with some new friends, so that was fun. But we had a great time in Jesus, and we led worship, and we praised and danced, and we went to deep worship, and Pastor Ben actually preached the event. So it was kind of cool to get to work with Pastor Ben, um, not just in Silsby, but abroad. Anyways, so we ended up doing a session more of like a sit-down style. So it was kind of more conversational. And about halfway through it, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit the record button. Which, as most of you know, is how most of the episodes this season are happening. <laughs> With the, the quality conversation theme for the season. I'll just be having a conversation. Like, hang on, I'm going to hit the record button. But I didn't even tell David I hit the record button. For the record, David never wants to be on an episode. Ever. Ever. I've asked him specifically to say, hey, you want to do an episode with me? No, 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 no. That's your thing. No, no, no. So he won't come on. And you know what? That's fine. I'm going to stay married to him. However, he's on here today. And at the end, there's like some question and answer stuff. But uh, it's us talking about, I think the topic of, of our session was supposed to be like how to have a successful music ministry or something like that, broadly speaking. And uh, we got into it. You guys came in, you guys are going to come in like halfway through it. So you missed the first part, but I guess you just had to be there. Be there next year. They're doing it again. Next November, they're going to have it again. So go like and follow their pages and stuff. Oh, hold on, Silas. There you go. Go like and follow all their pages and stuff, and you will know. It's the sanctuary in Bessemer, Alabama. So anyways, I'm just going to jump right in here, and you will come into this hearing David talk about something and uh, we'll go from there. Enjoy. Competition because I'm worried they're going to get too good and they may not be my friend anymore. (laughs) Oh, help us Holy Ghost. It's a real thing. I'm not being insensitive. I've been there before. It's time to partner with each other. Join arms with each other. Get on instruments with each other and not be in common. Get in your microphone and sing with people and don't try to sing louder than everybody. Can I help you today? 
If you feel like you're screaming louder than everybody else while you're in the mic and you're not the worship leader, guess what? You're probably doing it wrong. And it don't sound good. And it don't sound good. <laughs> All right? I, I promise I'm trying to help. I'm not being insensitive. I, I do both. Okay? So work with people. Work with people. The quickest army to ever be defeated is the army that fights against itself. I'm in the Lord's army. Oh, we got a Sunday school student present. We're in the Lord's army, friends. And if we are constantly fighting against each other, be that with microphone volume, or um, who's, who's being the most successful in the kingdom, or who's doing, then we're going to defeat ourselves. We're putting the devil on the unemployment line. We're, we're doing his job. His job is to divide, right? His job is to destroy Kill, steal, well, we're doing all that for nothing. We have to be unified. We have to be unified. So we said, uh, stay safe, be a good steward, and, and a lot of other stuff. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> I think the last one was be submitted. What you need to be, David does not lead with authority. This David, not Bible David. This David does not lead with authority because he's not submitted. If you want to have authority, you have to be submitted in order to get it. The more submission, the more authority. And submission begins where agreement ends. You're not always going to agree with your with your leadership on what that part should be. You're not always going to be happy when your pastor says, I'd rather you not participate in that again. Fact is, they probably know more than you do, and they're sparing you from something. You're not always going to be happy when your pastor says, I'd really like for you to be home that Sunday instead of going to minister out. I'd really like for, but when you are not happy and you still submit, and you still take it gracefully, you get more authority. And I said it sort of jokingly to somebody the other day, women, we are not lesser than. We actually are more submitted, right? Even when, you, when you're married, you get more submitted because you're submitted to your husband. You get more authority. Spiritually, that's why when a woman prays, stuff happens. That's why when a woman gets up and she is submitted as she is supposed to be, Things happen. When a woman gets up and it feels uncomfortable and like, she probably has submitted somewhere. So do not, do not uh, hate submission. Do not uh, regret it. Is that the word I'm looking for? Do not regret it. Do not resent. resent. Thank you. And it was an R word. Do not resent submission. It's your ticket to authority. Anything else? As far as that goes, you're not going to agree with everything. And again, music ministry is a very vulnerable place to be. And so since that's the case, everything said contrary to what you think normally feels like a stab or a jab. Mm. It feels very personal. It feels very personal. And sometimes it's not personal. Sometimes it's misunderstanding. Sometimes it's miscommunication, especially if you have leadership that is not musical, and sometimes if you have leadership that is musical. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's one of those things where you're literally just going to have to say, all right, Pastor, whatever you say, we're rolling with it. And you want to know what's going to happen? God's going to honor it every single time. Every time. It's, it's going to happen. 
one of the one of the greatest decisions uh, that I made in my life came after a prayer. I was uh, praying at my my home church, and you know I I had always been submitted. I was always you know yes sir let's do it whatever else whatever else and. Um, you know, I'm praying and I'm like, God, you know, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I'm, you know, doing the whole thing. I'm just weeping at the altar. I remember praying. And, and I kept saying, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. I trust you. And God said, you don't trust me. I said, but God, I, 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 I do trust you. I do trust you. No, no, you don't trust me. You're submitted. But you don't actually trust me because you don't trust my man. And I said, wait a minute. Because at that moment, I thought everything in me was submitted. And the Lord was letting me know that you say yes to things, but you don't trust that it's the best decision. You say yes to things and you think that you're doing it the right way, but you don't actually trust that what's being done is being done for my good. And that's where we get sometimes. Where there's a certain level of distrust that we have with leadership. And I know not everybody's perfect. Okay? Don't get me wrong. But at some point in time, you got to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to trust you through trusting my leadership today. And watch what happens. My pastor preached a masterful lesson last night. He preached a masterful sermon last night. It was incredible. You know, him and I don't always agree. You know, there's misunderstanding between us from time to time. But you know what? I trust that man with everything I got. Because a man that can get up and preach like that to a congregation like this, that deserves some respect. And so I may not always agree, but I do trust him. So sometimes we got to build our trust level up again. So you want to be successful? There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you got to be a submitted Christian. Is it? You got to be a Christian. If you are always in fight mode, you're always in battle mode. How can God, how can God use you to promote peace in people if you're always looking for a fight? Yeah. That's all you're ever going to get is a fight. And I like a good fight every now and then. <laughs> nah, it's been years since I've thrown hands, but I can still do it in Jesus. <laughs> uh, anyway. So we have um, about 10-ish minutes. Um 10, 15 or ish. Question. Are there any questions? If you have a question, there's probably five other people that have the same question. So. Yes, sir. If you're leading um, a team or so <coughs> at your church and you do notice that someone isn't, like you're saying, like, uh, fully committed, you know, with their walk, how do you address that in a way that Um, I have found that people are not stupid because they want to be. 
sometimes they're just ignorant to what's going on. And they don't realize sometimes the damage they're doing to themselves and to the team. Proverbs is very useful in everyday application. It says a soft answer turns away wrath, right? So your response to they're not being fully committed probably shouldn't be harsh because um, you may not know the full story. Um, but go to them with your pastor's permission because your pastor, again, may know something that you don't know. So go to your pastor and say, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Is it okay if I talk to them, try to encourage them? And then go to them and say, um, hey, I'm noticing such and such. Is there anything I can hear? If it's like practical, like they're not showing up for rehearsals and that kind of stuff, is there any way I can help you? Am I, am I giving you what, what you need? Make sure that you are looking at yourself because it will teach them what they're supposed to do. Do you have your resources? Or am I, are you getting what you need on time? Or is there is the rehearsal time not working with your family schedule? What's going on? If it's something spiritual, well then, hey, I noticed something seems to be off. Are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help? Because you can say, you can come up to them and say, you need to show up to rehearsal and you need to do this and you and you and you and you. And all that's going to do is make them shut down. But when you open it up and say, how can I help you? That's going to bring down their defenses. And then they come up, then they come out the cage swinging. But it's because they're scared or it's because they, they need help and they don't know how to ask for it. So when you come at it that way, that's usually pretty helpful. Jesus only flipped tables like twice. <laughs> Most of the time, he's very gentle. And I think we come in ready to flip tables way too often. Like, he only swing on them folks twice. <laughs> so be gentle, read Proverbs every day. It's going to teach you how to live and how to lead. Any other questions? Yes, sir. I can't even take you seriously. <laughs> What's that? I've heard it said that there is no success without a successor. And I was wondering what in your experience is the best way to cultivate um, how would it be best to expand a team so that multiple people can grow. Um, in my church right now, all the musicians are the only musicians. So when somebody's sick or something, then the service mm, drastically yeah. suffers. Yeah. You know which instrument it is. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering, how do you expand that team so that you get to a point to where there's no lack? I know there's a variety of talent levels, but. Yeah. Um, so for us, the Lord really, you know, laid it on both of our hearts to start to teach, um, start to teach music in general, but also we have uh, people who have shown interest. We have some people who really haven't even necessarily shown a ton of interest. They just kind of, it'd be cool to do whatever, you know? Um, and so I'll, I'll just tell you about one guy. Uh, I started teaching him. Was, was he nine when I started teaching him? Nine, yeah, sure. nine or ten year old kid in our church always tapping on his legs always whatever whatever I'm like hmm so when we basically talked to our church and, you know hey we're going to be teaching whatever I started teaching this kid drum lessons 
he was either 10 or 11 when he played his first Sunday service. And I'm talking about like, oh, like, oh, that's nice, sweet kid. <laughs> no, the kid was playing, playing. Okay. And so what, what I will tell you as far as that goes is search out people who you feel or that you've noticed that may possibly have potential in your church and then also create a culture like a teaching culture or even a nurturing culture to where um, the, it's not a super critical atmosphere, yeah. you know, because yeah. uh, it's really hard to build somebody up when you're always tearing them down. Most successes are prevented because people are afraid to fail. And I have to be perfect before I can do this and I have to work. But if they're, they understand it's okay if I mess up as long as you know, I'll fix it and get back on track, then they're not afraid. Because they can't be successful if they're not given space to be successful. Yeah. So really by cultivating this nurturing atmosphere, you can, you can find keyboard players in your church that be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe, you know, whatever else. Yeah. And I will throw this out there. Structure helps a lot. So from the top down, like songs, resources, chord charts, number charts, everything. And as you're working with people, like if you're the only keyboard player, as you're working with them, use the chord charts you would use in church if you use chord charts. They got to start somewhere. They're yeah. not going to start off with like nothing in front of them and just being able to do everything. So give them a structure first, which means you're going to have to get organized yourself as you well. You know, and as you get structured and as you do it, and the more you teach, the better you're actually going to learn your instrument yeah. when you start pouring in to other people. So like if you're a bass player, right, you know, the basics, whatever else. Well, Start working, you know, generally, here's these notes, here's these notes, whatever, whatever. But as you teach them, you're going to start getting better on your instrument because you're actually spending more time and you're actually giving of yourself. So just really cultivating, again, a nurturing culture, but also getting structured uh, because it's really hard to, again, back to the conversation, if God brings however many people to your church, if he adds another 100 people on your team, how are you going to manage those people if you don't already have a system in place to do so? The, the church, the kingdom, is not unorganized. Decently and in order. Yes. Jesus and all of his doings are very organized. Even the disciples had to be organized. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be organized. We can't always just fly and Boom. Part of that organization and the um, the structuring is scheduling. Like when it's time to start implementing these people into the services, I'm not going to have a fresh drummer and a fresh bass player. <laughs> That's not for sure enough. I'm going to have a strong bass player and we'll have a fresh drummer. Right? Only put one fresh drummer at a time. Because if you're just like, here you go, no safety net. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> They're not going to play again. Right? So scheduling on that on that aspect. When we do our singers and stuff, we'll have an anchor and then we'll have one that is not as strong. Same thing, if I have a fresh keyboard player, I want a really strong organist, really strong, like the rest of the band needs to be super strong. 
Um, that way they feel safe in what they're doing. Um, you don't want to uh, hatch an egg before it's time. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure they're ready because that first experience, the first impression lasts the longest, right? And so if they get up there and they're scared to death and their whole life is ruined, that's going to stick with them. You're going to have to work to overcome that experience. Does that make sense? Also have a baseline, like have a bottom line. You know, like if you're a drummer, know these beats. If you're yeah. a keyboard player, know how to play these chords. If you're a bass player, know how to do, you know, have, have like a bottom line yes. so that whenever they actually do get put into service, it's not a train. And prepare your leadership. Oh yeah, tell them. Like I tell Pastor Dan Bishop all the time, I say, hey, listen, we have a fresh drummer today, and he's prepared for what's coming. But if you throw anything extra, just give, give us a heads up so that we can prepare him. Or so-and-so is leading this song today. Uh, we're working with them to be a better worship leader. They're ready for what we prepared for. But if you throw something else, please let us know. That way they don't come out and they're like, something just feels off. What's going on? Because that happens from time to time. He's got a warning. <laughs> Get them in on the process. Buy it from the top up. Yes. Or top down. Is the number system part of your bottom line? Um. Technically, yes, because we teach theory. Now listen, some there were some people in some departments. People are already there who don't know the number system. Yeah. Immediately start implementing it if you can. Immediately. Some people get on board. Some people will not. However. I found that if the train keeps moving, either they get on board or they get right over. In a nice way. We love you. Bye-bye. See you later. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question. Yes. Uh, how do you know if God's calling you in the music ministry? How do you know if God's calling you in the music ministry? Well, um, I'll put it this way. You will know if God is calling you into ministry. Music is just the, the avenue in which you do what you do. But God will first call you to ministry. And ministry has everything to do with others. When God starts laying an extra burden on your heart. When you go to prayer and God begins to speak to you or say things. When your relationship with God begins to get better and better and better. And God is moving you into ministry. That's the real difference here. If it's just music ministry, it will always just be centered around music. But if your music is centered around ministry, then everything that you do, how you respond, how you play, will always be more about others. And it will be less about you. And then you'll be able to flow better. You'll be able to hear the voice of God better. You'll be able to take all those things in better because... It's about ministry first. So if you feel like God is pulling you and drawing you into ministry, that's very important. Cultivate it. Take it to prayer. Talk to your leadership. Jesus in scripture, the, the term call to ministry, call to preach, call to, call to. The only thing Jesus called people was by their name and out of darkness. So that's the calling, right? He invited, come follow me. He said, I call you out of darkness and I, I call you by your name. But the rest of it, it comes from consecration. And you'll feel that pulling. It's going to feel real lonely at first. Real lonely. 
And that's not the spirit of depression trying to take over your life. Don't give, don't give it the, the room. What it is, it's a call to consecration. It's a call to commitment. And you're gonna give up things that your friends think is real stupid, but it'll be worth it. Every sacrifice is met with fire. We'll take one more question. One more question, and then we need to roll on. Yes, ma'am. So I have a recommendation, and to all of my musician friends, don't throw a rock or stone at me. Loop Community Prime is a great place to start for multi-tracks. Ableton can be a little scary for some. Well, not, not just from a standpoint of how big the software is, whatever else, but also from a price point. Yeah, Here's the perk for Loop Community, for those of you that don't run tracks, for those of you that want to know about it. All right, when you get Loop Community, you can pay a $10 or $12 subscription every month, and you'll be able to share your set list with like 20 people or so, which means every musician or every singer or whoever you're going to have will have access to the app on their own without having to pay for it. One subscription, 20 different things to access, okay? Uh, you can find multi-tracks on just about anywhere. Loop Community has a bunch that people from the actual deal make themselves, so it's actually cheaper to buy some of those. Also, multitracks.com, you can get on, download the zip file, whatever else. Tracks cost, okay? Just throwing that out there. Tracks do cost, but there are ways that you can basically, you know, get a cheaper track or whatever. Loop Community Prime, there's a ton of teaching, there's a ton of training, there's all type of good stuff, and all the training I, I, I've actually seen has been great, so. If, you're, if your team currently uses nothing, don't start with tracks. Start with a click. Yes. Start with a loop. Like, it's, it's a process. Um, I think that's all we have yep. time for. We love you guys, we hope that your life has been made better by this conversation. And uh, God bless you. Thank Check on Onyx. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'm glad you stuck around for the whole thing. And thank you for talking to me today. Y'all go like and follow and review and do all the podcast things that people do. And, um, don't forget to be a good human.